If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death? No, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. We're piling up a list of corrections department stuff. Mm -hmm. One, and so now they're irrelevant because they're too many episodes ago, but one is that I never... Uh, I failed to mention, and my family reminded me of this. Yeah. The Ben and Jerry's discussion. Yes. That nobody on the show pointed it out, which always happens to me, that the Ben of Ben and Jerry's is Ben Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and more interestingly, is that my dad's name is Jerry. That's correct. And so, uh, we, were, check. we were bestowed with more than one Ben and Jerry's t-shirts back be, in the day. It would be Jerry and Ben, though, I would think. I would think your father would get top billing in that relationship. Well, I didn't. The t-shirts spoke otherwise. Yeah. And but they had cows on them. I don't think that those were made for just you guys. Am I just revealing this to you now? <laughs> But also, because I went to Virginia Tech, the email address is vt.edu. Mm -hmm. And on more than one occasion, Vermont. I got an email of people thinking, asking. Yeah. They always said, is this the Ben Cohen of Ben and Jerry's? And what did you say? I um, usually didn't say anything. Really? But it, wa it wasn't. Did you, um, do you need to know? <laughs> like, no, it wasn't. You're, you're definitely not the ice cream guy, right? No. Because that would have come up, I would have thought. Yeah. Now, the other correction, mm -hmm. this is an amendment, was... Well, it does remind me that we also threw away and never followed up because you had no interest in the, the story of the flag car drivers. So it's like the, the cars that drive with the flags when there's like a big load, wide load ahead or a big mm -hmm. load behind. Mm -hmm. Like a, if a truck, a semi is carrying a, semi, uh, a house. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. You're, you're definitely correct. I have no interest in that. Continue anyway. <laughs> it could be a down on your luck. Like the, the driver who's in front of the truck and mm -hmm. the driver who's in back. Mm -hmm. You know, they used to be on CB, so they'd be talking. And now they're probably just on their iPhones. I would think so. But or I Androids. Wonder, I think it would be interesting to string a story based on their continuing conversation and the fights they have mm -hmm. of, of he's going too fast, he's going too slow, yeah, okay. he's not giving wide enough berth. It can reveal all kinds of internal tensions. There'll be backstories for each of them. Are we thinking of like a, a two-hour movie here? I think a feature? Not, I think 90 to 100 minutes. I think we could probably get 13 seasons on Netflix out of it. 13 seasons no, or 13 episodes? episodes. See? Corrections. There you go. Do you want to do that now? I think we could probably get 13 episodes out of it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to bring up that earlier on the show, uh, Simon mentioned 13 seasons, but what he mentioned was 13 episodes. I like these immediate corrections. Those are great. But I think it, it already you already have the device. It's a cross. It's one of those like road road movies. Mm -hmm. So the the scenery is already there, and lots of stuff is going to happen when you're going from stop to stop. How many Cannonball runs were there? I think there were two. So this will be Cannonball Run three, obviously. It could be. I mean, I think that's in the pitch meeting. That's how you frame it. I have notes from the Poulton Simon family. I think we're ready for notes from the Poulton Simon family. From, uh, our new no, segment. Notes from notes from Tom and Ruth. You, who do we, who do you want to get top billing? Ruth, Tom. Uh, I don't know, but also today is featuring Allison, who is my older sister. Oh, and Allison, I'm sorry. So, so I got a text uh, pretty early in the morning from my sister, who is saying who who uh, wanted to know why I ended up on the anti zipline side of the debate. Oh wow, that's that's a yeah. while ago. Is that episode 44? It's it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and, it's like two or three. Uh, and that she was very okay. disappointed in me. I got this at. That means she's on my side. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got this at 8:30 a.m. Even though she lives on the West Coast. So yeah, she was she very was upset. Uh, she is boycotting the podcast until we address this issue. Well, I'm. She's. She and I have always gotten along, so this does not surprise me. <laughs> I haven't noticed her. Um, her following us on Twitter at some later date. She doesn't have a Twitter. I haven't Maybe. noticed her getting a Twitter account. <laughs> Maybe she should get a Twitter account. I'll pass this along. Zipline. 
at Zipline. Laura. It would it would make us so happy if she would just start a Twitter account for one, ju- just to listen to us. <laughs> I'll tell her she should do she it. She would yeah. follow one person, just one person. She'd be like it. Conan's account. Yeah, she wants um, ziplining to be a major form of tra- transport. Yeah, she's upset that I was against the idea that we could have zipline as public transportation. Did she frame it as if you two had talked about this for many years and like as if and then you forgot or you went against her? She just said that she was very disappointed. All right, mm. I agree with her. Okay. Next note is from Tom, Mm -hmm. who was questioning why I didn't mention a couple episodes ago that my dad took me to see The Breakfast Club on the big screen. Oh, did he? Uh, Yeah. So when you asked if I'd seen The Breakfast Club, he was upset that I didn't bring this up. He Uh, said that I couldn't have not told you and that it must have gotten cut from the episode. So I just want to say this. This is on Michelle. I I mean, I mean, no offense by this, Michelle. So don't take it that way. But you're a terrible daughter and he's a great dad. I I think so, too. Okay. Truth to power. (laughs) I just wanted to say that. He wanted to make sure that that had been been discussed. But you recall that happening. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Wow. And you totally forgot about it. They literally say at the end of the film, don't you forget about me. And (laughs) that's the one thing you did. I'm sorry. Clearly, I'm a terrible person. They have lots of responses to the things that I don't include on the show or that I say on the show. Do they always think it's because it got cut? No, they they know it's not because it got cut. (laughs) But you could you could lie to them and tell them that Ben just cut it. I could, but 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 now they would. Then you're gonna ruin it by saying it on the podcast. We can we can we can cut this out. Our guest is here. Yes. Once again, Michelle Renan, you didn't tell us. Yeah. Well, I was going to let oh. the guest in. That's up to Renan to tell oh, yeah, you. I didn't hear that. You're supposed to barricade. She is really quiet. <laughs> she's, she's known as the college ninja uh, in some circles. It's actually mostly for her throwing star ability. <laughs> do you, you want to do your intros? Yes, I do want to do intros. So this is episode 62 of Very Spreads and Butters. I'm uh, your host, Simon Tonov, along with my co-host, Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. Out in the studio, we've got Renan Sequitur-Dinser and Michelle-Poulton-Simon um, with us today. Did you? Should I let people know that was your third take? Yeah, that was my third take because things are falling. Yeah, thank you. And with us today, very special guest is Professor Alex Aline of the Department of English at Lafayette College. Welcome, Alex. Thanks for having me, Simon. Oh. Welcome, Alex. So what's up? Not much. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I suppose we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to actually do yeah. this. This um, is the day that I have feared for a long time. Why? It's two Canadians against one. Oh, that's yeah, right. And we are, right. we are known for our dominance. Yes. The balance totally. of power has shifted. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. We're just going to polite the hell out of this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Right. Sorry about that. Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, Alex, when did you move to the United States? I came to go to college, so I'm, I've been here a long time. I'm yeah. pretty well assimilated. Okay. It was, a, it, was, it was a stealth infiltration that happened yeah. long ago. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows unless you tell them. That's right. I keep it pretty close to the vest. You've lost your accent pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Although I never had a very strong Canadian accent because my mother is American. So, oh. yeah. Okay. So do you have dual citizenship? I do have dual citizenship. That's true. And where in Canada? Montreal. Good place. Great bagels. <laughs> yes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pleased to hear you know of our bagels. <laughs> um, is there uh, any in- intra-Canadian tension? 
the Quebecois versus well, the rest. Sort of a well, we I don't think we have time to get into that. No, uh, no. <laughs> very fraught history. Oh, right. I just meant between uh, you two. Like, no, oh, well, you that's two. what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. Simon and I. You know, it's very fraught. Very fraught. She know. was against my hire <laughs> um, early on. Yes, I campaigned against him. She called passionately. me an English pig dog. I believe was the quoted <laughs> term. Mm. The um, thing actually that's difficult for me with Simon is that um, one of my great failings as a Canadian is that I know nothing about hockey. Mm-hmm. So when Simon first came right. to campus, he would often try to find common Canadian ground by mentioning something to do mm-hmm. with hockey. And I would be like, right, right. smile, mm-hmm. hockey stuff, yep. thumbs up. Yep. I just say roots, much music, and Tim Horton. <laughs> I think I think really where it happened was during faculty meetings when I would cross-check her. <laughs> and that's never a good thing. But, but you know, yeah. it's not, not something that... We yeah. reached an understanding after yeah, a while. Absolutely. Did you get pushback on Robert's Rules of Order? Yeah, yeah. That apparently cross-checking is not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little it's very similar. Fact. Very similar to hockey mm-hmm. rules. So besides hockey, which is not part of the story, nope. uh, we've already traced out. We've got a pretty good biography going here. <laughs> we know that you were from uh, Montreal, mm-hmm. and we've established that you moved to America. Yes, that's true. That much I'm willing to divulge. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we have our standard listing of, uh, of credits, and you're an accomplished author. Yes. Uh, a gifted author, mm-hmm. not just in the Department of English, but primary our, our primary fiction professor. Mm-hmm. You uh, you got a class you're doing on screenwriting, right? For television? Is Correct. Well, I Is teach, uh, yes, I teach screenwriting in the fall and this spring for the first time. I'm teaching a class on writing for TV. Wow. Yeah. And so you're halfway through that mm-hmm. and it's going... It's going great. Yeah. Turns out everybody watches a lot of TV. So right. there's always a lot to talk about. <laughs> we yeah. found that on yeah. the show. Yeah. 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 Do you now... Do you, would you would you say that two broke girls is the epitome of TV writing, <laughs> yes. or would you? Okay. We're at the apex, okay. the golden yeah. age of television, yeah. as emblematized by two broke girls. You, no doubt. Did you go to length of being completely meta, where you told the students in the first week, like we've got a fourteen episode arc this semester? Each week, <laughs> we're going to pretend like it's the next episode. So now. You know, you're on episode eight, episode nine. How's it feel? That's actually a great idea. I think we are at the point in the season where the writers are starting to lose control of the arc. That may be where I'm at as a teacher right now. <laughs> I, I wonder how Subplots many... Subplots are spiraling out of control. How many students are in a will they, won't they fail um, at this point? And I think that <laughs> right. just raises attention. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what, what inspired you to do this? Like, have you, have you wanted to do the, the TV writing for a long time? Do you, you know, do it? Do you write scripts? I haven't uh, written a lot of TV scripts, but... Um, a lot. I have a lot. Or any. But, uh, you time. know, there's so much good writing happening in TV right now, and the industry as a whole is migrating. I mean, just a lot of my friends who at one time were either aspiring or practicing screenwriters are now working in television because it's just a completely different media landscape. There's so much good TV. There's so much more opportunity. Yeah. You know, Cable has completely changed the kind of stories you can tell. So it seemed like an exciting time, exciting time for the narrative form and uh, worth exploring. And and what are some of your like favorite examples of well-written TV that's happening right now? Well, I turned Ben on to BoJack Horseman. Oh, thank you. He keeps trying Simon to turn me on to resistant. that. I keep making references to it, and he's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's really I, good. I know what it is. I'm a huge Paul Tompkins fan, but but I just <laughs> haven't gotten into that. Is it that it's animated? Back are you up. are you anti-animation? Who are you a huge fan of? Paul Tom, Paul Tompkins, future guest friend of the show. <laughs> thank you. Oh. AKA Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> yes. On BoJack Horseman. Okay, good to yeah. know. Good to know. <laughs> um, and so what else besides BoJack Horseman? So what else? Uh, I really like the show The Americans. Yes, it's a good show. Yeah, it's really good. I haven't seen it. On AMC. 
Maybe and then in my class this week, we were talking about the Aziz Ansari show, Master, Master of None. Master of None, good show. Uh, which was also really interesting. He's yeah. doing some interesting things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, those are, those, are, those are all good shows. House of Cards just came out, started watching that. It was great. Um, it, well, don't, no spoilers, Renan. <laughs> um, Daredevil came out today, going to watch that. Pee-wee um, has a new movie out, um, friend of the show, future guest, mm-hmm. Josh Church, is a producer on that. So we're going to watch that. I, I'm almost finished with uh, Love, the other Judd Oh, Apatow. did you like that? I do like it. I have not started watching that. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. How do you, so how do you feel like when you were talking, how many students are in this class? 16. And how do you feel the differences in, in temperament or understanding or enjoyment of TV shows for you who grew up like us in when, when it wasn't as good? And them wait, who wait, just, wait, wait. Are you saying different strokes was not well written? <laughs> well, I was, yes. Okay. Well, I actually was just thinking about different strokes because I wanted in my, you know, as one does, yeah. I would wanted in class to make a joke uh, about crossover episodes. And I was going to use as the basis for my joke, uh, the different strokes facts of life crossover episode, which remains a hallmark of my TV viewing childhood. And then I realized <laughs> there was so no point, like uh-huh. every, every, uh, reference well, we in should, that is completely, can, can we, can you know, alien. Talk about it now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sharing it with you guys. Cause I know that, yeah. you know, you're with me on yeah. this. Yeah. Tootie was a big crossover. Mm-hmm. That was there. a very special episode. It was very special, it right? Was very, it was but very it was special. a kind of exciting, like breaking of the fourth wall to see characters yeah. from one show appear on another. Well, but it was also, I was already ready for it, and we actually tweeted this recently because mm-hmm. of my Jetsons versus the Flintstones crossover. Is that a thing that happened? Well, there's pictures oh, yeah. of it. I think yeah. it did. Yeah, it happened. I just always associate it in my mind. Yeah, I think if, so, if you read history, I also think of the Jetsons a lot. <laughs> this is kind of disturbing how much I, time I spend thinking about TV. But every time I Skype with someone, I think about watching the Jetsons as a child, and they had TV where you could see someone's face. And I remember thinking, like, that's so completely impossible. That'll yeah. never happen in our lifetimes. Yeah. And now, you know, I just had a Skype, you know, guest lecture in my class there as if go. it were totally ordinary. They could have flown we live here in the in future. Yeah, I have. Uh, did you know that the Jetsons was only on for one season? Is that true? There's only 23 episodes of it. Wow. And wait, and before before we have to do this corrections again, Different Strokes was a spinoff of Facts of Life. So Mrs. Garrett started on Facts of Life. I'm not sure. No, I knew no, that. other way around. Facts of Life was a spinoff. Right, of Mrs. Strokes. Garrett was on Different Strokes first, exactly. and then she went to work then at the girls' went, school. Oh, I already mm. made a correction within a correction. So that's you can't make cross references to old TV shows. But do they assume certain things like uh, even even like the on demandness like that like Renan who's already watched all House of Cards, like right? Well, we've talked a lot about how, and this is pretty recent, but about how Netflix and Amazon Prime are changing the way that shows are written and watched because when you have the expectation of binge watching and you don't have to wait, it both creates a certain propulsion in the narrative, but it also creates, I think, a demand for even more sensational material because you have to keep people hooked potentially for, you know, 10 hours in a row. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the same like repetition of information in each episode that you might've had previously, but you also have a kind of heightened, um, you know, narrative structure a lot of the time. It's it's always seemed to me now, now that TV is as good as it is that, that movies have always had this disadvantage of having to tell a story in two hours, whereas Mm -hmm. a television show can take their time to develop characters. Yes. They, they don't have to, you don't have to use any type of narrative tricks, I'll say, to have a character fully developed within an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. This, right. so, this actually yeah. reminds me of something. Alex, since you are a talented fiction writer, could you, what, is your, what are your ideas, what are your thoughts on a script, which I think the whole story you could tell in an hour and a half, maybe a hundred minutes, 
It's about two uh, two people who drive the flag cars for oversized loads on I, the highway. I apologize. One for of this. them's in the front of the truck and one of them's in the back. So they're talking on the phone and sometimes they have to make pit stops. Uh-huh. And so you already have it's a road movie. They're going like across country. Sure, it's literally a road movie. It's literally a road movie. <laughs> it's about roads. <laughs> but the tension between them because you can you can uh, like evolve their backstories as the as they fighting or they're arguing or they feel like the one car's lagging too much or the one's going too fast. And it can spin off into other... I hate to disappoint you, but I feel like I've already seen this movie. And it's not... Is it Cannonball 2? No, but it was about two guys whose job it was to To paint paint the lines. That's a great movie. Right? What is that called, that movie? Is it like Prince something? Yeah. Something like that. But it's a buddy movie. David Green, David Gordon Green? Yes, exactly. It's a David Gordon Green movie. That's an amazing movie. When did it come out? Emile Hirsch and... Yes, Emile Hirsch and I forget who the other person is. It wasn't Paul Rudd, was it? It was Paul Rudd. Okay. Right. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Everybody Prince loves Al- him. Who doesn't love Paul Prince Rudd? Everybody loves Paul Rudd. Friend of the show, future guest Paul Rudd. I'm going to say that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to call it. He would do it. He seems, he seems like yeah. a down to earth no, guy. You're right. Okay. So I yeah. feel like we resolved that one. There you go. All right. So uh, when you're not teaching that class, do you have a common one? Or is there a favorite one that you have that you teach? It's like you're asking me to choose amongst my children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your environmental writing class. My environmental writing active. class. I know they're active because they've been deluging you <laughs> yes. with a request for an interview. Do you feel like a celebrity getting a paparazzi descending I, on you? I don't. I do like when they ask, like, do you know anything about this? And I say, not really. You could talk to this other person. Like, well, but you know something about it, right? <laughs> right. You're like, sitting in front of me. I was like, Please I share I some thoughts. Yeah. Maybe they should get their own podcasts and invite Ben on. There you go. That's Mom a good idea. That. Spinoff. Yeah. Singular breads and butters. Exactly. <laughs> Can I ask, like, what's what's the current... You're, you're working on a book. I am working on Your a book. Your last two books were Inside yes. and Signs and Wonders. Correct. Which I recall came... Uh, they were both... Uh, the pub dates were the same, right? They both mm-hmm. came out they the came same. They came out on the same day. And it was before I met you, but I must have known that you taught here, and I saw they came out, and I bought both of them, and... Um, oh, wow. Well, wow. thank you. Well, I think I struggled for the first, uh, I don't know, six months or so with a sort of, like, fan relationship, like... Like our friendship was a little strained because I thought more like I was just talking to you as a fan because I really loved the books. And so I'm still, I, maybe I'm still working through that. <laughs> yeah. I just went to the library and photocopied them. <laughs> so I, I'm as sorry. One does. I, I apologize. You know. But what's next? Right. So I'm, I'm working on, yeah, more stories and a novel right now, but it's kind of slow going. Do you talk about it as you're going on? I'm pretty superstitious. Yeah, I I don't like to... Some people are very good. They like have a title and they can say, you know, I'm writing a historical novel about Houdini's little known trip to the Florida Keys or whatever. Yes, he was a can-can dancer briefly. Most people don't know that. Okay. But I'm too superstitious to do that kind of thing. So So I was going to ask. So what's an example of something from your book that you wouldn't want to tell us about that you're working on? (laughs) Is that the kind of thing you do? I'm no, Is that your dynamic? Are you like the bad cop of this podcast? I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not. If you need ideas, Marvel's Infinity War probably like needs writers. So if you wanted to, that would be awesome. Wait, I, be. I, it's like you're speaking words, but I, I don't know Thank what you. you're saying. I, I don't. I don't understand how you don't know about the Marvel Infinity War movies that are going to be coming out in Civil 2017, 18, and 19. I feel like this episode is a nice counterbalance. On the last episode, it went off the rails because Simon and Alan. Just had like a 45 minute bender Friend talking of the about show, hot dogs. Guest, Alan W. Childs. So I would like us to take it off the rail the other way. We can just talk about literature for 45 minutes. Can we talk about literature as it relates to hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't comic books literature? Ben, Michelle, you have anything to say about that? I'm with you. Why Thanks. can't they be considered literature? Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. There's not enough words? Well, shouldn't all 
media that is aiming to uh, try to tell a story count as literature, especially if it does include words. We're taking a stand. Because you can look at, say, a movie and say that's primarily pictures, but you're talking about that as a context of literature. So maybe what you want to defend is storytelling, not literature. Yes, but I'm also defending comic books. I also specific, <laughs> I specifically think that, that you just in, don't want to read. Infinity War is going to be cool. So I just want to get that out there. And in that case was also listening. that was also related because it was a movie. Yeah. Is that is it called Infinity Wars because the sequels are going to go on infinitely? Maybe, but Thank that's you. not the main point. I'm gonna move my chair it's over. About, that's, that's, <laughs> it's about the Infinity Stones, Alex. I, I can't even get into this. If you guys aren't prepared to talk about this, then I'm maybe. not at all prepared. I think I feel like you should have circulated some background information. Yeah, maybe, maybe at Google maybe, Docs. Maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next time. So let me just tell you guys, yeah. this was really fascinating and actually does relate to our discussion about TV. Oh, well, so it's well, well. all of a piece. Good. Okay. So I was at the car dealer this morning and, you know, of course, the TV is always on in the waiting room and it's really loud and you can't not pay attention to it. Are you buying it. a new car? No. I was having my car serviced. Service. Yes. So I'm sitting there and there's this show on that I've never seen before called Justice for All which is like a Judge Judy small claims court type of show. Right. So I've never seen it before. So the case at hand is these two guys. They're like well-dressed, good-looking white guys in their 20s. And they had this thing called a slap bet. So it took me a while to really fully understand the situation. But I guess it comes from the TV show How I Met Your Mother. This is correct. Simon, you know all about this. I do. Is that a good show? It's widely acknowledged that it's good up until like the very last season and then it sort of goes off the rails. So these two guys, one of them made a slap bet with the other or they made it together. I don't know, you know, what the language is for slap betting. But basically one of them bet the other one that his girlfriend was going to cheat on him because mm. he didn't like her. And so the idea behind the slap bet is that if you lose, then your friend gets to slap you repeatedly. As hard as wow. they well, or, as hard or as they want. They or, can slap you once as hard as they want. Okay, slap you once as hard as they want. Mm-hmm. So the guy loses the bet because his girlfriend does in fact cheat on him. Although he sort of contests it because he says to his friend, But we were on a break. Which, if you know, is a line from Friends, which means that basically these two guys, their entire life, you know, is built around sitcom (laughs) parameters, right? So it's kind of fascinating. Anyway, so the guy gives him a slap. Was his name Ross? I didn't catch their names. But the guy does the slap, but he happens to be wearing a school ring that he describes as jagged. Like, I don't know if he went to martial arts academy for school or what, but he's Uh wearing his, quote, jagged school ring, forgets he has it on, gives the guy such a hard slap that he cuts him, scratches his cornea, the thing gets infected, the guy has to go to the hospital, and he misses two weeks of work. So now he's suing his friend for the medical bills. So this wasn't just an oil change. Your car was there for a while. <laughs> it was there for me to really delve into the intricacies yeah. of the slap you bet. Good, yes. Good, good wow. retelling. That, mm-hmm. that is real. It's they, interesting though, right? How yeah. Did, how did Judge Judgey judge? The judge lady, whose name I didn't catch, uh, she found for the plaintiff and uh, ordered the slapper to pay him. Yeah. To pay I, his medical bills, which were $800. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I mean, on the one hand, you know, he sort of willingly went into the bet exactly but on the other hand you know you 
literally hand. You've got to like, <laughs> I mean, I think before someone, it, like if we went into a slap bit. What's the first thing you're doing is like, what's the thing I'm going to slap you with? Right. Inspect yeah. the hands, right? Inspect there the hands. Have, there, that was a missing step. Yeah, what's I the whole the like, I button? forgot about this jagged yeah. ring on my hand. Right. I, don't, I want to let the listeners know, we're not blaming the victim here. <laughs> but when you're in a slap bit, rule number one, look at the hand, make sure they're not wearing Oh, anything. I was going the other way on the slapper. Like I, I don't, it was his responsibility. Yeah, I don't think, get this. Like I don't. I didn't remember jagged. that I had my jagged ring on when I lifted my hand to slap my friend on the face. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's a lot of well, visual also, cues. I mean, does that mean then, like that he, the ring must have been turned around because you don't slap someone with the back of your hand? Do you I see think, what I'm saying? Well, I think and, you know, Maybe I think it's did. more stylish to slap. You think it's more stylish? Yeah. Absolutely. That's the sideways gun of slap bets. <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. No, I think it's I think it's more European, <laughs> the backhanded slap, but not Canadian. I actually, no, we don't slap each other there. Canadian slap sounds like some kind of slang euphemism for something. Like, what would it, what would it be? The Canadian, the Canadian, Canadian I slap? I don't want to even, <laughs> I'm even sorry think I brought about it up that. Now. That was not polite. No way. Yeah. <laughs> just cold and polite. That's all we can think. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually just a, a very gentle tap and then you apologize afterwards. It's like a caressing of the face. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about this. All right. Do we have a quiz for Alex? We do have a quiz. You oh, were just no. mentioning no, Canadians. Yeah. Is it a quiz about Canadianness that I'm yes. going it's, to fail and feel in. bad about? And we have a quiz, and it's it's a it's a pretty bad quiz. Yeah, but, but um, I just love the title. So it seems like here in 2016, it's finally time to recover the old remote control game from the early 90s called Dead or Canadian. Is that's a game? Yeah, that was that a, existed. Yeah, on the MTV show. You didn't okay. have that in Canada. You had no, much we didn't music. have the MTV. Much music. We only had much music. So I don't know what their version was, but they had a good category uh, on this. I can't think Colin Quinn was involved with the show. The quiz is: Are these people dead or Canadian? Okay. And we're all playing. We're all playing, so it's yes. not just on me. Okay, yeah, Michelle really... Renan, are you out there? Yep, we're here. I had to write these down. <clears throat> dead or Canadian? Are you going to get pronunciations right? Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to do all of them. Oh. You want me to start with Lucien Bouchard? Yes, do. Lucien Bouchard. Bonus questions if you can identify who it is. Is that mm. person dead or Canadian? Michelle? I'm going to go dead. Canadian. Alex? I'm going to go dead. What if it's a dead Canadian? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what, what do if we do if it's Canadian? a dead Canadian? I, I, think, I think dead actually overrides Canadian. Are you sure? Well, I mean, well, the, we're just making up the rules. I think all the fun ones are both. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Canadian leader of the Bloc Québécois. That's right. Mm. <laughs> did you know that? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did too. Mm-hmm. But of course. <laughs> yes. How about the band Men Without Hats? Wait, no, wait, you didn't give us an answer. He's Canadian. He's you, Canadian. What do you mean? You just said. Yeah, he's not dead. Oh, he, oh he's not. Didn't he's, he have the flesh eating disease though? Uh, was that Jack Parizeau? No. Oh, this I is thought it was too the same thing. He had like See? a really serious flesh-eating situation on his leg. We'll have to check that. Michelle we'll have to okay. check. Can you pipe in some other entertainment for me while they're talking about this? <laughs> Actually, Michelle, can you look up Quebec leader flesh-eating and then tell us the results? <laughs> Go ahead with the next one, Ben. Uh, the next one was the band Men Without Hats. Men Without Hats. Who sang the song Safety Dance? Safety Dance. Well, they're definitely Canadian. I think they're still alive. Well, how many of them have to be alive? Just one. Um, oh. was the little person in their video a part of the band? Well, if they have a video, then they're alive. No, the video but, is but from mean, like 1988. Yeah, though. if they're a historical video, at you this know, point. I never have any information on any of these things. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Canadian. Michelle Renan, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Canadian. Okay. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah. My my biggest memory is that I I recall seventh grade in gym we had to do warm ups and on the first day. They said, we'll play a different song each week. And they started with Safety Dance. Mm-hmm. 
And then for the whole year, they just played Safety Dance. They never changed the song. I don't see it as a bad thing, actually. <laughs> That's a great song. Uh, note on the oh, yeah, thank you. Quebec leader with flesh-eating bacteria. Uh-huh. He lost a leg. Ooh. It was that leader. But right? he's alive. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was Lucien Bouchard. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember that now. Yeah. Very good. That happened. How about Robert Goulet? Dead. Is he dead? I think he's just Canadian. I'm gonna pass on this one. Wait, oh. does he have a does he have a Las Vegas show going on right now, Michelle? Right. I'm gonna go Canadian. Have you ever heard of him? Nope. Oh. <laughs> this is just a guess. Okay. Um, both. Both. Dead oh. and Canadian. Poor guy. Old lounge singer guy. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, you you wouldn't like him. <laughs> you, are are no. you anti lounge? Uh, yes. I don't like crooners. Doesn't like Frank Sinatra. Oh. Don't like bad crooners. Mm. Next one, Will Arnett. Will Arnett is Canadian and alive. Alive and Canadian. Renan. Can somebody tell me what this person is? Bojack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, he also has a new show on Netflix Flaked. called Flaked, which is I haven't seen it. I don't think it's very good. I've not, I have not. I've not seen it yet. Um, I think. I think when I'm, I'm going to just say this. I think when he and um, Amy Poehler got divorced, it was a national tragedy. It really in two was. countries. It really yeah. was. Uh, how about uh, how about Drake? Alive and Canadian. See? Yeah. yeah. The kids at Degrassi Street. Or was it Degrassi Junior High or Degrassi High? I forget which one he was on. He was on uh-huh. Degrassi. But we wa- he was on Degrassi High. I, like, I guess that's what it's called. Okay, but it started with the kids at Degrassi Street, which was an actual street in Toronto. There uh, you go. Was it near Young Street? Uh, everything's near Young Street. That's just the one street that you know in Toronto, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Yep. yep. No, but, I know Bathurst, too. I always, yeah, that's a good one. I always mention that. Maybe Bloor. Yes. Yeah. The, what used to be the Sky Dome, Rogers Center. Oh, yeah. I now you're just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. Hockey. Landmarks. You're just on the Toronto Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you know that there is a Wikipedia page which is called List of Canadians? <laughs> really? Yes. Is Simon on there? No. Can yeah. we add him? Yeah, you can. Yeah, add you him. could probably do it yeah, right someone now. Someone do it. By the end of the show, Michelle and Renan, you have to pronounce this for me, and then I'll ask if this person is dead or Canadian. But it's one of the rappers who's coming in May. So I don't know if it's Bob or B-O-B. B-O-B. <laughs> I like that Bob. Well, why wouldn't it be Bob? That's not such a crazy thing to think. That's, are, a, that's a name. There are periods in there, though. Bob. I'm going to call it Bob. <laughs> B-O-B. We know he's not dead, but he's a Canadian. Is he? Well, it's the question on the table. I, I, know, I know nothing about Ask the this kids. person. Ask the kids. We don't know. I'm going to say he's Canadian, maybe, because he's on this quiz. Ooh. No, not Meta. Canadian. Way to go, Renan. Not Canadian. Well, you're changing the rules of the quiz. The the rule quiz is, is he dead or is he Canadian? And I went with the choice that he's not dead. Michelle's 100% right. I think we undermined the quiz like right on the first one. (laughs) Most of these have been either dead and Canadian or not at all. Yeah, it should really be called dead and slash or Canadian or (laughs) neither. Yeah, or Canadian or not. Yeah, Canadian or not. Yeah. I preface this by saying this was a terrible quiz. (laughs) Today's is is especially bad version. (laughs) That's true. It's just talking about names. Yeah. So the rules here just really don't apply anymore. This whole thing is just going to get cut. This is the worst <laughs> quiz you've ever done. How about Guy Gabriel K? Oh, now that's a trick. Not a trick, but that's a sort of inside question for me because you know I know some I, facts I, about I, this I know Simon Is this Bojack Horseman? No. Or is it, is it you, No You Shut Up? Is it one of those shows? It is a friend of the show. Yeah, friend of a show. Very well regarded Canadian writer and he is Ben Cohen's cousin. No I've brought way. it up before. Mm-hmm. I've bragged about it several times. Yeah. He's also on Twitter. This is the way we're going to get him to follow us. The guy was in a very early career. He was the um, one of the editors for Tolkien's papers after he passed away. He worked oh, on his posthumous papers with Tolkien's son. Wow. That's how he got into the game. So he is Canadian. He's in the game. He is Canadian. Okay. 
Well, you go. And then I wanted to ask, yeah, because Michelle and Ron, you didn't even get a chance to answer that one. So I'll let you answer this one first, if you know who the person is. But uh, Adam Gopnik. I don't know this person. Well, I, 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 I'm bad with vegetable names. Veg- and, Did you say vegetable names? Yeah, yeah no. And not re- celebrity not names from like not current times. <laughs> vegetable names and, and celebrity names. Yeah. Those, so, are, the, so if those I sh- are your two blind spots? If I showed you like a cucumber, you would just be no idea. No. <laughs> Cucumber is actually a fruit. Really? Oh, <laughs> that's all I needed. The things you more, don't learn in More real time fact checking. I <laughs> spend more time at the grocery store. Yeah, you the, do. The you do. Section. You do. You spend. You should be spending more time at the grocery store because then you can definitely find a professor there. Yeah. Yeah. You texted me from the grocery store. The Renan's long held dream. His bucket list is to find a, a professor. See a, gro- a professor at a grocery store. I feel like every time I go to the grocery store, I see students there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Constantly. Yeah. So when do you go to the grocery store so that Renan can find you there? In the late afternoon, like between five and six, there's always students don't, there. Don't tell people that. Don't, don't tell people that. And the address is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Renan, Michelle, Adam Gopnik. Canadian. Dead. Why does he sound so familiar to me? He's a writer. Hmm. And a, a, he's in a rival family. Of yours? No. No. Of the not, mighty... exa- not exactly rivals, but so Adam Gopnik, he's a writer for The New Yorker. He's published a lot of a lot of books and um, essays and children's books and everything. Are you going to downplay the famous Olean Gopnik <laughs> tension gr- lines? The great Olean Gopnik rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to downplay it because I'm worried about it getting out <laughs> yes. now that we're here on, oh, on media. Nobody's listening to this. <laughs> nobody's listening but to so this. But so Adam Gopnik's parents taught at McGill where my father also taught. And the Gopnik children are all fabulously smart and successful. And so As are the only children. my siblings yes. and I would always joke that they are like the better version <laughs> of our family. Well, and I, I don't, I don't want to admit, but we actually originally tried to get Adam here today and mm. he, and, he canceled. And he blew so you we got you. Because he has better things and to do. So we got you. Yeah. So. I'm just a poor Gopnik substitute. I brought it up because I thought it was, it, it, it was funny to me because I met Alex and then I think I met at least one of your brothers mm-hmm. and then heard about your other family and they're uh, a, a phenomenally successful family. Hmm. We're no Gopniks. I'm just saying. <laughs> was there any um, common ground uh, your spouse has written for the New Yorker? Mm-hmm. What is your spouse's name? His name is Stephen Roderick. That is correct. Could you, Simon, rephrase that <laughs> He's as? He's neither dead nor Canadian. Nope. Friend of the show, future guest. Future guest, absolutely. Yeah. Stephen Roderick. Mm-hmm. This didn't come up when he was publishing there? <laughs> no, he didn't have to pass any kind of Gopnik, you know, gatekeeping thing at all. Mm. Yeah. I think you had a question. I do have a question. Mm. Alex, tell me this. If you had to pick a day that you like better, would you, would it be Friday or Sunday? That's a really tough question. It's a super good question. Yeah. I think I would pick Friday. Assuming that your regular work week is Monday to Friday and your weekend is Saturday and Sunday, why do you pick the day that you work as opposed to the day that you're off? I think there's a greater sense of like relaxation and anticipation with Friday. On Sunday, I spend most of my time thinking about all the stuff that has to be done on Monday. Worrying and crying while watching Wonderful World of Disney. (laughs) You've just seen, seen right into my soul, Simon. I have. Corollary, hmm. uh, what are your feelings on black licorice? I hate black licorice. Ah, uh, ha. Huh. But do you, can I tell you something? Time, about, time again. Can I tell you something about no. the Swedes? You know, I'm Swedish. Yes, yes. They love salty black licorice, which is a double insult in my opinion. But they have, they're they have super weird, into they it. They have weird tastes. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't. Family reunions are fraught with tension. Yeah, yeah pro and anti licorice factions. I should <laughs> say, I don't like red licorice either. I don't like any of the licorices. No, I, didn't, I didn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but we will say that that uh, 
our science has found that there is a, a, a correlation, a significant correlation of licorice preference with Friday, Sunday preference. Is and that true? Yeah. yeah. I hope you're yeah. going to be publishing this in we have, um, we have published peer, it, peer-reviewed <laughs> journal we, it's, soon. It's been not but, peer-reviewed. You know, a Canadian published, published it. That's true in UBC. Are we good? I think we're good. Okay. Right. Well, Alex, I want to thank you for coming on this week. Thanks for um, having me. I want to let our listeners know that if you'd like to contact us, you can do so on Twitter and follow us at some later date, or you can reach us by email at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. Do you want to plug anything? We yeah. should mention another thing that we recently did. Yeah. If listeners can't get enough of me and Ben talking on Various Breads and Butters, you can also listen to us on the Poorly Summarized podcast who is that's hosted by two very astute gentlemen justin and mike their episode 19 was our guest appearance yeah so go and find it and listen to it because we're great on it thank you alex thank you thanks guys headphones off headphones off okay we can dance if we want to we can leave your friends behind because your friends don't dance and if they don't dance well they're no friends of mine I say we can go where we want to, a place where they will never find. And we can act like we come from out of this world, leave the real one far behind. And we can dance. When Lafayette was having their big pledge drive, I don't know, their big collection of money, my father donated money in honor of various breads and butters. Really? Really? Are we going to get a brick on the quad? Tell me we're going to get a brick on the quad. I don't think we're going to get a brick on the quad, but I would like to. Would it, yeah. Should it say our Twitter handle or should it say various presents butters? Or I just don't know. It should say at some later date. He, no. he included at some later date on the form that, oh, like, did he? that they submitted. Wow. So, somebody in development will be like, what's this? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of afraid now that, and I don't know how much your dad gave. I'm sure it's very generous. But what if it's enough to build the new science building that we're building and it's going to be named various Breads and butter science building? That, you're, that's you're the dream. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, that's what this is all about. Oh, okay, that that, that is, was the end game. Oh, my bad. We should have discussed this before we went on air. We can go and we want to. Night is young and so am I. And we can dress real neat from our hearts to our feet and surprise them with a victory cry.